0: Hey folks, it's Adam Summer. This chat I just wanted to give a little bit of an introduction to here uh, for this edition of the Heartland Pod. Uh, I've got three candidates for the Parkway Board of Education in Missouri. So this is sort of a really, you know, we do national, we do state, we do local, and we do, I mean this is hyper hyper localized kind of stuff. Uh, before I get to that introduction, just really quickly a reminder uh, if you're new to this show as well, you can find us at The Heartland Pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook with The Heartland Pod and on Instagram with The Heartland Pod. Uh, you can also email us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com, if you have somebody that you think should be on the show. Uh, a guest, a name, something like that. Maybe you think that you ought to be a guest on the show. Uh, we would love to hear from you, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll check it out. No no bad ideas, right? Uh, let's throw it at the wall. So the three candidates that I have here for the Parkway Board of Education, we've got Jeffrey Spector, Rob Reedy, and Philip Caldwell. Uh, all of them are running. Uh, there are two open spots, and I want to kind of give a shout-out here because uh, Philip Caldwell, he had reached out to me, about doing something with the show uh, and i thought that's great i love the idea of talking to school board candidates because you know i don't think you have to be in that district necessarily to know the value of good school board candidates and we ought to be lifting that conversation up and because you know so many of the decisions that are made that actually do impact your day-to-day impact your uh, you know the dinner table issues are made right down the street they're made by your neighbors uh, you know the folks who show up the people who show up that's who makes the decisions so uh philip reached out uh because rob reedy and jeffrey spector they had gotten the nea endorsement anyway you know let's have these guys on they're probably more likely to win the race than i am i'm still in the race but hey we really ought to lift these guys up make sure that they get through so that's what this show is that's what the chat is uh, i hope you enjoy it and make sure you go and vote let's have a chat all right, we are here for a chat, and I have got uh, three folks who are on the ballot for the Parkway Board of Education. And uh, if you're not sure what where Parkway is, we'll talk about that in a minute here. Uh, I have Jeffrey Spector, I have Rob Reedy, and we have Philip Caldwell. Uh, let's start with uh, Jeffrey. Uh, you are running for Board of Education. Tell us just what you know. The quick elevator pitch: Who's Jeffrey Spector? Uh, Why you're running for Parkway Board of Education?
1: Absolutely, and thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am, I'm a Parkway kid. Uh, I graduated from Parkway Central in 2003. Uh, I met my wife senior year of high school. We've been together ever since. Um, my mom was a teacher in Parkway for 16 years. Uh, various family and friends are teachers in the district, and I just I am a Parkway kid, and I'm Parkway proud. Um, I saw the divisiveness going on locally and nationally. Uh, and just, I said to myself, I can't have this happen to my district. And that was really my main focus for running. Um, I didn't want what I saw in neighboring districts to happen to Parkway. A lot of divisiveness over, I would say manufactured outrage. Um, there was a loud minority speaking up on things that I think created a lot of that, those issues. And I wanted to ensure that those did not happen to my children and and other students in the district. I've got Two children in the district, a kindergartner and a second grader, and I thought this was probably the best time to to get involved with the district uh, at this level. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. All right, moving over here to Rob. I've got Rob
0: Reedy also running for Parkway Board of Education. So, Rob, thanks for joining me on the pod, and uh, tell us about you know, tell us about Rob. Why are you running, and uh,
2: why why now? Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. You know, I really think it's a kind of an array of factors that led to my decision to run. Um, I'll I'll start at the beginning. I am a product of public schools all the way from kindergarten through undergraduate. Went to public schools and just really feel like they were seminal in any success that I've had as an adult and look back fondly and nostalgically at my time in public school. And I think that public school helps a lot of children, many children who are not able to make decisions or choices about where they go to school and they have to go to the school in the district for which they live. So school, public schools are super important. And then the next thing is my wife and I formed a blended family, and we've got six children. So I've got kids who've gone through every rung of Parkway. We moved to the Parkway School District about nine years ago, and we've got kids who went through elementary school, middle, high school. Uh, My wife and I started over again. We've got two little girls just starting out uh, in kindergarten. So I feel really vested in Parkway. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to see a lot of extracurricular activities, had a lot of academic meetings with teachers, went to all kinds of different events. I just feel like Parkway is a fantastic school district and I'd like to be part of its present and part of its future. And the way that I think I can contribute that way is that I've been in corporate America for the last 20 years. I've led cross-functional teams. I've learned how to collaborate. I've learned like when to lead, when to follow, how to get initiatives to move forward. And I think that would be helpful in a board setting. So really all of that together and the fact that now that I've got some children who have gone on to college, i got a little bit more control over my schedule. <laughs> I wanted to contribute civically, and because of all the reasons I just mentioned, I thought this was the perfect solution.
0: I look forward to that one day having control over my schedule. That sounds cool. Philip Caldwell, uh, you are the reason we're here. You you and I had been talking about Parkway District Race and that you were running, and you said, you know, I've got these other guys who I think are, are awesome, and let's get everybody together. So uh, why are you on the ballot, and, and why why do we have everybody
3: here? Yeah, so. You know, I decided to file for my candidacy because um uh, also just like these guys, you know, I'm a product of public schooling myself. Graduated from Hazelwood West back in 2003, born and raised here in St. Louis. But after uh, college, I actually left and went to L.A. to study audio engineering um, and then eventually went up to Seattle when my wife was accepted to the University of Washington for her master's in teaching when I was out on the West coast, a lot of times I'd say, you know, Oh, I'm from St. Louis originally and stuff. And, and all the time I got responses like, Oh, I bet you're glad you left. I bet you're glad you got out of there and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I never, I I didn't understand it. I didn't relate to that at all. I love St. Louis. Um, I loved what the Midwest has to offer. And I I always kind of felt like the area kind of gets, uh, not the credit it deserves. So when I when I moved back a few years ago, I knew I wanted to get involved. Um, I wanted to give back to the community and I wanted to, you know, do something to get involved in that way. My wife is a fifth grade teacher in public schools. I was a music educator before I went to study audio engineering. My grandma was a public school teacher in St. Louis Public Schools for decades. Um, And so this just felt like a really natural way for me to get involved, for me to get my feet wet and start giving back to the community. So Mm -hmm. that was why I filed for candidacy for the Board of Education. And then, yeah, we're here because both Jeffrey and Rob, they they're very like minded um, candidates. uh, So I felt like it was important to get everybody involved. Also, they got the big endorsement. They got the Parkway NEA endorsement. And uh, if we look back at the numbers, that that carries some weight. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I know that really what I'm doing now is continuing, you know, to hopefully get my name out there, name recognition, so people can know me, people can find out about me. And uh, maybe hopefully next year I run again and uh, the Parkway NEA decides to give me that endorsement and bump. But let's face it. Jeff and and Rob here, you know, got the edge. They, they I think, uh, <laughs> we need to hear from them and and find out what they're going to bring to the table. Well, let's do that now, Jeff.
0: You can kind of kick us off, and Rob, jump in here. Uh, what do you see as the biggest issues facing your district right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and before I get to that, I do want to thank Philip very much for you know what he's doing. I th- you know Philip is, as he mentioned, you know we are three like-minded candidates, at least that's kind of how, uh, how I view it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great thing that we have three great candidates, but it's a bad thing that we only have two spots for them. Um, sure. and, and I do want to thank Philip for, for that. Um, but to answer your question, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, this divisiveness going on, um, obviously we're seeing it. Uh, I, I think the the pandemic was a was a huge factor in that for many of the groups. Um, I will say Parkway is was not as bad as I'd seen some of the other districts, which is a great thing. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely things that Parkway needs to look at. Obviously, equity in education, uh, making sure that our teachers represent the diversity of our district is something that, that I really want to look at. Um, Parkway was kind of on the forefront of that a few years ago. They even had an equity task force in 2019. To start looking at these issues before, uh, you know, everything you're seeing now with book bannings and and all of these various bills that are going on in the legislature, you know, Parkway was ahead of these things. Um, And they seem to always be ahead of these things. Uh, As I mentioned, the pandemic kind of put a halt to a lot of this stuff and it kind of got put to the back burner and and we're we're just getting back to it. Um, So Parkway, again, it's such a great district. It's a destination district. I think it's great. Um, There are others who, you know, will always be ones who may have issues and let's, let's talk through those issues and let's, the board needs to ensure that they're looking and talking to everyone about their issues and taking all of that into account and um, just making Parkway a better district. You know, we're great. Let's, let's get better that's that's what i'm looking for um i can't I, I wish i could you know just say there's one or two things that are so bad that we need to work on but there isn't i mean it's a great district um and i i just want to make sure that that continues
0: how about you rob is there is there something that this boils down to for you and why you decided i'm, I'm signing up i'm doing it
2: no i mean it, there wasn't one key issue is all the things i said earlier but I do think that the biggest issue front and center right now is still just recovering from the impact of the pandemic. Hmm. You know, And I, I think there was an impact from an educational standpoint. Um, I think to some extent, the academics suffered for obvious reasons. I mean, on, on the, at the beginning of the pandemic, children were learning in isolation. Right. Um, you know, Some kids didn't have access to quality bandwidth. Their ability to learn in an at-home setting was impacted for all kinds of different reasons. And then when that was over, perhaps children had feelings of, of anxiety about their own personal safety or the safety of close loved ones. And that impacted their ability to learn. Mm-hmm. And this gets to my next point, which is something I'm passionate about is, is kids' mental health. And I, I think the pandemic was just a pressure cooker to exacerbate an age group that's already vulnerable to mental health issues and only made it worse. So yeah. everything Jeff just said is true. Um, I agree with it. I think Parkway is great. I think that Children, students of Parkway are lucky to be in a district that is so focused on their well-being to have something like the equity task force. they They had a mental health task force. And I think there were good recommendations that were put forth. And it's just important to us, you know, it's incumbent upon any of us who are in this leadership position to make sure that those recommendations are followed through upon and that we do things like recalibrate the curriculum if needed to make sure that any gaps that were exposed during the pandemic can be stitched up and just... Kind of, as Jeff said, just keep the district moving forward in a positive way. As good as it is, there's areas that could be improved upon.
0: So, Philip, can you kind of set set it for us for folks who may not understand where Parkway District is? And, uh, you know, part of what I'm doing on the show is I want to lift up not just, you know, talking to folks who are running for Congress is great. But the real policy, real impact on day-to-day stuff is happening at school boards. It's happening in city councils. So tell us, you know, what is the Parkway District? Kind of give us that that scene.
3: Yeah, so if you're familiar with the St. Louis County area, um, Parkway is one of the largest districts in St. Louis County. It is um, most of West County, and it goes as far south as Baldwin and um pretty much as far west as uh, the Missouri River and and the Chesterfield area and all of that area, so it it it's it is it is a very big district it's a very diverse district since it does cover so much. Um, I think it goes about as far north as like Maryland Heights hmm. um, I know that kind of gets in there just a little bit so that kind of if you're familiar with the area that gives you a sense of just how big and encompassing this, this district is. It's right next door also to uh, the Rockwood district. um, Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with that area um, and pretty close to Pattonville as well. Yeah. We had some,
0: uh, some Rockwood candidates on uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, It sounds like a lot of the same stuff is, is happening across the board right now. Kind of shift back toward Rob, the uh, school choice. Uh, you you sort of hinted at it a little bit. Um, t- talk about that issue and how it impacts you know how you're looking at public schooling right now as somebody who is possibly ready to be on a, a school board.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I really want to keep a lot of my commentary central to Parkway, but but mm-hmm. I'll speak broadly on this just for a moment. And I think the 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 key to success with public schools is improving public schools, mm-hmm. finding good leadership, finding good stewardship finding funding so that school districts that are underachieving can be improved upon. I'll say right now, I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of vouchers. I don't think that there should be anything created in uh, the state house that takes away the ability of public schools to thrive. So of course, Parkway is a magnificent school district. I don't think anybody would ever want to voucher to leave Parkway schools, but um, that's how I feel broadly.
0: Uh, So talk about that improvement issue. How do you think, Uh, you know, you know, you guys are talking about a district that you think is already in pretty good shape. So what, what do you think could be better? What do you think you could do to improve?
2: I think that we've already exposed some gaps with the equity task force. We've exposed some areas of improvement with the mental health task force. The last few years have shown us that the pandemic has impacted grades and standardized test scores. And some of that isn't completely fair because of some changes in how metrics were evaluated during the pandemic, but I'm pretty certain that there was some impact across the board because of all the reasons I referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. So I think making sure that we're focused on the kids' mental health, finding ways to increase diversity in the teaching population, making sure that the curriculum is representative of students throughout the district, making sure that they're being taught in ways that kids across the entire learning spectrum can learn. Um, I think the school district has a recipe for all this that they've laid out and and folks like us who might potentially be in that leadership position need to make sure that that recipe is followed and it's kind of like a living and breathing document and it can be reevaluated every few years to make sure that improvements are continuing to be made.
0: Uh I'll kick over to Philip really quick on school choice and then I'm going to go to Jeffrey so uh, Philip school school choice and how that plays into, you know, where we're at right now.
3: So Rob kind of briefly touched on it there, there's a big component that uh really impacts public schools. And that's the fact that a lot of times schools lose funding. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, luckily Parkway is a district that is not as beholden to the state and federal funding. So, you know, butts and seats aren't as big of a deal when it comes to that. But the other thing that I think a lot of folks aren't considering uh, when it comes to school choices, the last numbers I saw, there was somewhere around 40% of like charter schools across Missouri have at some point in time failed and you know closed down that can happen unfortunately without much notice at all to the parents and families that are enrolled in those charter schools if something like that happens suddenly that student has to you know pick up their entire school year and and change schools or you know maybe maybe if they're lucky they get to do it you know in the middle of summer break or something like that and they get to go start in a new school but When something like that happens, that's just such a big change in a student's life and a student's lifestyle. And that's something that we're not thinking about when there is such a push to school choice uh, across not just Missouri, but nationwide. Um, And I think that that's something that parents need to think about, because if a public school starts going down that failure roll, there's a whole lot of safety steps that kick in but not so much for the charter school system. And that is something that I don't think a lot of people take into consideration. So Jeffrey, uh, jump in here on
0: the, you know, is there one issue for you that you think you, you, you can make better? Is there something that jumps out to you or is it more of a philosophical thing uh, that you want to make sure it continues to move forward with the district?
1: You know, obviously um, I think one of the big things that, you know, and kind of going into the, the, School choice in the voucher system and money being taken away from potential public education. We need to make sure our facilities are up to up to par. Uh, the, you know, there's some gaps between the schools and the facilities. Um, we need to make sure that our our students feel safe, and, and that will include the facilities, making sure that. You know, the, everything is up to where they need to be to to have conducive learning. Um, and you know, taking away that money from public education to go to a private school is is going to hurt things like that. As Philip mentioned, and and you know, Philip's probably got a better feel for this just being his background. But you know, Parkway is extremely fiscally responsible. Um, we we don't have any. We're, you know, we're not running debt. We're we're not taking out loans. We're doing an amazing job, but as he said, that, that can change very quickly. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, making sure that we continue the path we're on, uh, our property values are, are, are soaring through the roof. We've got great tax rates here. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the best, um, and, and definitely don't want the worst. Um, so that's, that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, again, you know, just echoing everything that, that both Rob and Philip have, have talked about as well so let's stay with you jeffrey why
0: you why uh you know you've got this nea endorsement you and rob so why jeffrey specter why should folks when they go to vote on april 5th is that right
1: april 5th april 5th yep, yes april
0: 5th. so why when they go on april 5th should they you know fill in the bubble next to jeffrey specter
1: absolutely you know it's it's a tough choice for anyone. Obviously it's in this climate, it's tough to get to know the, the candidates there are plenty of forums out there, but you tend to th- see the same people at the forums. Um, as a professional, I'm an attorney, uh, for a local mortgage company. And as in that role, my, my condolences am, is
0: as a fellow attorney, <laughs>
1: sorry, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, people ask <laughs> me if you're, if your children, uh, want to be lawyers, what do you want to say? I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I but, always say let's uh, not close the door to those fake jobs like you know professional baseball and stuff like that. Let's exactly. <laughs>
1: well, we'll see if that actually happens, right? But, if that's ever a job. Um, exactly, but you know, in my role uh, professionally, uh, I'm constantly balancing not what is just let's say the best thing for me. It is what's best for the company. It's not what's just best for the. You know, the owners of the company. It's it's what's going to keep the company safe and in the best position. So my role professionally really puts me in a great spot for something like the board. I don't have to you go into these board and board meetings and people think you're you having an agenda and you, you know the agenda is checked at the door. Um right you know these are bipartisan you know or not excuse me nonpartisan positions right that you you have you got to check your ego and check your personal opinions at the door. There's over 17,000 students alone in Parkway. That's not taking into account the teachers, the staff, administrators, everyone. And our job is to look out for everyone. I'm not just looking out for my two kids or, or my friend's kids. We're looking out for everyone. So just because I may have an opinion on one thing doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to vote a specific way because of my opinion. There's a lot of documents and a lot of information that these boards have that I just don't know yet. Right. And they right. use these, they use that information to really have informed decisions. And that's how I work professionally. You know, you, you take the data that's in front of you and you make an informed decision that's best for everyone. Again, we're such a diverse community. We need to make sure all voices are accounted for. Um, so that's, that's where I, I feel like I really would shine. Just being in that role now, uh, it, it just would transfer extremely well. So Rob, how about you? Sa- same question, why on April 5th, why do they go
0: in and they choose Rob Reedy?
2: I think it comes down to a lot of things I've already said. You know, I You know, having had so much experience raising children in Parkway schools, I really felt the essence of what it's like to be around various elementary, middle and high school settings, seen Mm -hmm. so many different sports, participated and watched in different uh, theatrical events and choir events and things of that nature. I really felt and lived and breathed Parkway for quite a while now. And I'm a product of public schools, but I'll, I'll say one thing, you know, I, I grew up in North County and I had a really, what I thought was a quite good public school education, but the school district that I went to and, in past several years has, has waned, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it was a good school district. I, it's taken steps back in a lot of quantitative measurements. And it reminds me that a public schools district that's doing well, that is hitting its numbers, that has good staff that's being retained and students that are enjoying robust extracurricular activities, doing well in school, it won't stay that way of its own momentum. Okay. Right. It needs good good leadership, it needs good stewardship, it needs people that have their eye on the ball to make sure that the future obstacles and impediments to that school district can be mitigated in some way. You know, and I feel like with my background in business and the things that I've done that have in many ways followed the same pathway, you know, trying to be cognizant of the future, trying to be strategic in decisions. I think there'd be a lot of carryover to a board setting. So for that reason, I think I would be a, a good school board member And I could work well on that team and keep the school district moving in a positive direction. That's why I think I'd be a great candidate. I'd like the vote. So
0: Philip, you and I uh, connected on Twitter. Uh, I I imagine that if you thought it fit to reach out to me on Twitter, then uh, you're probably seeing some of the same stuff that I am with this, you know, these attacks, basically, that we've got politicians essentially using schools and teachers as punching bags And, uh, you know, can you speak to that a little bit on why that, you know, why that's something as a potential board member that has to be on your plate?
3: Oh, man. Yeah. So it's been rough. Um, It's been rough returning back home in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of this, this culture war happening at a school level, um, really hitting like a, a fever pitch. Uh, We moved back to St. Louis in 2020, and and one of the reasons we moved into this house was because of Parkway School District. Um, It's been rough with my wife being a teacher in public schools and just seeing the vitriol going across the board. Um, I think the reason why that all is happening is because we're really starting to see such a dramatic polarization in our political spheres um, in our everyday life, in our everyday society. And one side has really understood that to create a true movement, to tr- create a true culture war, they need to start at the grassroots level. And that includes, and, and not only includes, I think a perfect example of that is your schools. Pa- parents are the most passionate about their stu- about their kids, right? Their children. Um, and when you are in an echo chamber where everybody's saying that either the worst things are happening in schools or the best things are happening in schools, yeah. you're going to be very, very polarized on one side or the other. And that's going to motivate you, on uh, you know, getting involved with the going to school board meetings, um, pleading your case for your child's best interest. And I do think that a lot of parents are doing this with their children's best interest in mind without taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, what the school board really even has control over, because a lot of that is at the state. Um, But also, you know, the fact that the school board and and the administrators across the districts are having to make decisions that affect everybody, not just one student, not just one family, but a very, very wide swath of people.
0: So Rob, we know that this is real. We know that it's occurring. Let's let's fast forward you get elected, you're on the board. How do you deal with uh, the you know the vitriol that comes? I mean, I've seen videos, I've I've experienced uh, this in my own professional world. Uh, so, how do you deal with that?
2: I really haven't encountered any vitriol up to this point. Um, you know, there's people who have a specific way of viewing the world. They've asked me questions. I've done my best to answer them. Um, I've attended several of our own board meetings as a as a citizen. There's a there's a section of the evening set aside for public comments. Um, The board president has done an exceptional job of making sure that that's done in an orderly fashion, Mm -hmm. and then the board moves back to board business. So I'm not giving that much thought actually. Um, I think some of the the fringe cases that you might be thinking about are a a very small minority. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Philip used that term earlier, and I just it's just it's just not a concern of mine. I think most parents want their kids to do well in school and to learn and they want to support a great district, and that's what I'll look forward to if I'm on the board.
0: So it sounds like continuation of making sure folks have a chance to be heard, but understanding that, you know, just, just because there's something passionate being said, it doesn't mean that we have to have a fight on the floor of the of the yeah. school board meeting.
2: Absolutely. And I mean, I'm used to creative tension, and I'm, I'm used to disagreements. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to reach a level, level of vitriol that creates a boiling point that tips over into a lack of professionalism or becomes personal attacks. That's certainly something that I'll never engage in. And um, if others attempt to engage in it with me, they'll find somebody who's not responsive. Jeffrey, how about you? Same question.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I think there's, there's one word that comes to mind. That's respect. Um, Obviously, as Rob mentioned, you know, the, the parents that go up and speak are, are looking out for, as would be, you know, thought their, their own child and maybe a small subset of other children, their, mm-hmm. their, their students, they're not necessarily looking at all 17,000 plus students. And, right. and you know, there's, there's obviously you'd hope there's mutual respect, but from, you know, a board member perspective, you've got to be above that um, if it does get down to it. Um, and it, it, it really boils down to respect. Uh, I think our board does an amazing job of responding, letting people talk, and not getting, I want to say, baited into a heated uh, conversation. I've seen videos of plenty of other board meetings where there is shouting matches, people screaming and yelling, running out. And we don't have that at Parkway. Um, You know, there is, there is a little bit of tension here and there, but overall um, very respectful. Um, And, and, you know, I I think the biggest thing, I, I know our board does an amazing job of responding to many emails and, and different questions from the public on, on any side. And, you know, what I can say is, you know, you're getting a response, uh, even if you don't like the response, you're still getting a response. Um, and I think yeah. that's something again, that just shows the respect our board has for the parents. Um, they could you know simply be ignored and, and never hear a thing, but our board does a great job of, you know, listening uh, taking that into consideration, there are so many things that happens outside of the once a month board meeting. You know right, people right. see people think that or at least i it seems to me that they think that something comes to them at, at seven o'clock on a Tuesday and and they're voting on it without ever having any discussions and that 's right. just not what happens you know there's There's so many conversations that happen outside of those meetings to be able to come to an educated conclusion on what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I think that just gets lost. Um, I mean, if everyone had to sit through five hours uh, of of meetings every you know week and and listen to these <laughs> yeah. things, you know, feel free to run for the school board. I mean, it is it's a voluntary position for the betterment of the district. Um, and, that is, and it is an
0: interesting point, though, because that's I, I do a lot of public uh, entity work. And I do think that people miss the fact that The the bigger meeting, the board meeting, the council meeting, the whatever you know body meeting. That's usually the result of several other meetings that have occurred, and recommendations have bubbled up, and now you're acting on those things.
1: Exactly. I mean, just like any job, you you know. You know, as a fellow attorney, you can attest to this. But you know, uh, I I never give a, a an answer the moment I'm I'm given a question. You know, let me let me research that a little bit. Yeah. Um. And and you know, a lot of citizens will come up and and ask questions. I don't know if they are at this point expecting answers just because they know how the process goes, but, you know, there's so much that goes into these. I mean, these are so, such complex issues, especially we've seen recently, clearly with the pandemic and, and, you know, Eric Schmidt doing his, doing his thing with, with mask mandates. And, you know, there, there's so much that goes into this. And, and I think that, uh, like I said, does get lost on the general public, um, just how much time and and effort and research is done by these board members to actually come to the conclusions that they come to. Well, let's go back around the horn here one more time and wrap it up with uh, how
0: folks can find you. So, uh, Philip, how can folks find you if they want to check out your particular positions and campaign?
3: So, if you search for me Caldwell for Parkway on Facebook, or if you check out uh, Caldwell for Parkway dot dot com, and that's four is spelled out F O R, there are a number of ways to reach out to me directly through both of those sites. Um, I'm more than happy to answer any questions. Any of my platforms are up there, and my email address and everything.
2: Rob, how about you? I have a website. It is b o e dot info. And then I have a Facebook page, which is at Reedy for Parkway. And I am planning on having a few events, um, some uh, get a chance to meet the candidate at the coffee shop type things. And those will be posted on my events page very soon. Great. How about you, Jeffrey?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, similar to the others, uh, Facebook at at Specter for School Board. And again, that's F-O-R um, uh, eat website is specter board Also, you can email me specter for board at gmail.com. Uh, and for those interested on the 13th of this month, we are having a little meet and greet event at central park in Chesterfield from two to four. Feel free to stop by. Um, if you have any questions, be there to talk about it. Uh, we'll have signs, uh, anything, you know, that, that, if you're interested in supporting I'll have. Um, and you know, I just want to thank you for your time with this as well. I mean, this is the, these, these are great things to get the word out. Uh, these, these board elections are, are one with very few votes. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I truly appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that gets talked about the least, but it's one of the things that has the most immediate and tangible impact on the day-to-day lives of, as you said, in, in your district, 17,000 students, not counting the teacher and the staff. So it's a big deal. Thank, thanks to all of you for your time. Thank you for running. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, April 5th uh, is the election day. Make sure whether you're in the Parkway district or not, get out there and vote for your school board. If you're in Parkway, Jeffrey Spector, Rob Reedy, Philip Caldwell, names that you'll recognize for the ballot. Thank you to all three of you for joining me on the Heartland Pod.
3: Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you very much.
0: The Heartland Pod is a production of MidMap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com. Online with heartlandpod.com. Subscribe and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a pod head or an official podgressive today and
2: unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.